touchdown. Of course, the crowd wants Reed to go for it. Wouldn't be surprised if he did on fourth down and one. So, you know, it's with that time, George. Welcome to fourth and one. I'm Todd Palmer, joined by Nick Jacobs. And Nick, I'm just grateful today. Uh, we, I was expecting at three o'clock that you were going to ask me to bring my laptop in um, and that I was going to be cut from the podcast. So I'm happy to make it through to I, I think our fifth year of of the fourth and one podcast with uh you know with with me as the host and you as the analyst for the majority of that time i don't know if it's been five years i think it's been four this, this is our fifth long. season this is our fifth season yeah 2018 2018 was the first season yeah but i mean I, i'm counting like when i started working there I think it's been five years. I hope it's been fun because of it. Yeah, I've only been at the station four years, but we started okay. this before the 2018 season. So this is our this. We're going into our fifth fifth season, man. Okay, I'm going by true years and you're going by like, you know, if I if we were playing varsity sports or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but we you know, we've been around for the whole Patrick Mahomes era, you know, starting yeah. in 2018. And this is Patrick's fifth year. So I'm going to call it our fifth year, too. Is it bad that I like? Um, I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't even get you a gift or anything. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, you did get me a gift. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, you know, a vested veteran who got who's got his contract terminated. So, I mean, I wouldn't have the right to do that. I'm not. Like, I don't have that type of power. Like poor Elijah Lee. <laughs> oh, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. No. I did love, I saw there was a comment uh, on Twitter. Elijah Lee said, he said something about like, don't, don't, don't throw away your 44 jerseys, y'all. Yeah. And uh, like one of his buddies was like, was like, man, uh, there's like a blue spring group of old former blue yeah. springs football players. And they were, they were like, yeah, man, I was having to calm everybody down. Everybody was freaking out. But for those who don't know, uh, Blake Bell is going to go on IR, but in order for him to be able to come back at some point this season, he had to make the 53 man, which he did today. And to facilitate that, they cut a vested veteran in Elijah Lee because he doesn't have to go through the waiver wire process. He becomes a free agent immediately. And so I'm sure that they gave him the heads up, right? Through his agent, whatever said, Hey, would you be cool? We're going to cut you because we want to keep Blake Bell. And then we're going to immediately resign you after we move Blake Bell to IR. Um, Cause so they no, they did not. Yes, they technically cut their starting strong side linebacker today, but that's one of the things that we need to talk about today is we've got this initial 53-man roster, but it's not the 53-man roster they're going to carry into the Arizona game in a couple weekends. Um, so, uh, Nick, I don't know. I, I, if you got nothing else to do, we should break all that down. All right, so uh, I'll get through this part first, then we can break down each position. So a vested veteran means they have four years or service more uh, four years or more service in the league so like todd said they don't go through waivers they are a free agent once they are processed by the nfl transaction wire so the following guys that are vested veterans was jermaine carter the linebacker Corey coleman the wide receiver doris fountain wide receiver josh gordon the wide receiver elijah lee who todd just mentioned austin Ryder, danny shelton and Taylor Stallworth. Those guys are vested veterans. Another team can sign them or the players can wait to potentially either come back to the Chiefs 53 roster if there's an opening or potentially a couple of those guys could go on the practice squad. The NFL kept the practice squad rules from COVID because everybody liked it so much and it worked for everybody, um, especially with 17 games now. 
So six players can be vested veterans and be on the practice squad throughout the year and get bumped up at some point in the season to the 53, depending on injuries. And then 10 of those guys can only have, that's where it gets complicated. 10 other guys can only have, they can't have played more than eight games in a year, uh, like two accrued seasons, maybe three accrued seasons on certain case by case basis. And that's when it turns into a headache. So, but it gives, go ahead. The Zane Andersons of the world, that the DiCaprio Boodles, those are the guys who are, fill out those other ten spots, right? And, and Mike so Rose, the, maybe. And the guys who were waived uh, as we taped this on Tuesday was safety Zane Anderson, a special teams ace, according to one of the national guys who had a source who may have a vested interest in calling him a special teams ace. Was it his agent or his mom? Could have been both, Todd. Could have been either. Um, yeah, I guess it was Lamar Jackson. <laughs> corner, cornerback DiCaprio, DiCaprio Boodle. Uh, Matt Bushman was – he was waived injured, which means he will go to IR. Uh, now, what happens with that, and they can do this with him, is he can go to IR, they can keep him on there, or they can do an injury settlement with him. And for however long his clavicle, which typically takes six to eight weeks, if it, you know, depending on for it to heal up, and then you don't really know, just depends on rehab, how long it takes after that. Um, they could do an injury settlement for that time. And then after the settlement is up, he could rejoin Kansas City and re-sign with Kansas City in some capacity this season. Or he could technically go immediately to another NFL team and go there if they want to. That's so whenever people do injury settlements to get them off IR, it is so that they can potentially bring them back that year, but it also does open up to where if a player wants to go somewhere else, they can uh, quicker than that. Yeah. And he's a guy, Bushman's a guy who could also be a practice squad candidate. Like let's say he's comes back, he's healthy. They still got some injury issues, right? They want to re add him to the practice squad, let him get his, his, you know, get some reps, get his feet back under him and then see if they need him down the stretch. It was a real bummer for him because, uh, you know, after getting the two touchdowns um, in the preseason game and, and with Bell's injury and all that, I mean, um, I don't know that he was going to make the 53 man, uh, but certainly I think he was, you know, going to be sticking around um, one way or another. And it and, and he, you know, may may still it's just uh, yeah. he's not going to be available till probably the end of October after breaking the collarbone. So. Yeah, and I think you're probably mentally thinking like week ten, week eleven. You're hoping if you needed needed him at right that before level. he could play. Yeah. Next guy on the list is going to be Mike Kellyendo, the guard from Western Michigan. Um, Jack Cochran, the linebacker from South Dakota. Um, defensive lineman slash defensive tackle Matt Dickerson. Running backs receiver Jaron Ely. Tight end uh, Jordan Franks. Tackle Vitelli Gurman. Uh, Cornerback, also safety, Naze Johnson. Defensive end, Azura Kamar. Uh, safety, Devin Key. Tight end, but the Chiefs were playing him on defensive line. They keep listing him at tight end because that's what he apparently used to be, but he was number 72 defensive lineman, Kendi Agani, and then wide receiver, uh, Cornell Powell. So those were the guys that were waived. Those have to process through waivers. Any team in the NFL can claim them, but they have to put them on the 53 and they take on their contract, whatever it is, from when they were from what they were waived. So, like Alex Leatherman, the guy who was waived by the Raiders, Leatherwood. Yeah. Um, I like Leatherman better, but you know, Leatherwood, <laughs> fine. Um, so Alex Leatherwood, um, the first round pick, whatever it's if if he doesn't if any NFL team is gonna want him to clear through waivers. 
because they yeah, don't want to deal with nobody's that taking nobody's taking the six million they don't yeah, they don't want to yeah. take they don't want to take that contract so then the raiders are essentially it's somewhere between seven and nine million they're going to eat i can't remember but i think at least i seven. think i think if a team takes him on it's 5.7 uh but then the raiders have some extra dead money in there from the signing bonus being spread over over some time right um that they that if no one takes him, it jumps up to like 7.9 million. They've got to eat, uh, which is just funny to me when you look at the Raiders first round draft pick history under Gruden and Mayock. Uh, but look, John Gruden's a good guy and he just wants your forgiveness. Yeah. So how about <laughs> <laughs> at least that's what he told the uh, Arkansas touchdown club or whatever that was. Yeah. I'm not touching that one with a, uh, <laughs> 30 foot pole so i'm just gonna move on from that topic all right i just wanted to float it out there to see if uh if i could get you going well todd the answer is no <laughs> all right so it's a no on gruden today i'll have to push another button later um all right well so you want to start going through this by position by position because yes please <laughs> there were a, there were a few surprises i think it at most of the positions um uh you know to a degree here or there like like I don't think either you or I saw them keeping Shane Bouchelle. Um, I actually had it in my final 53. Right. But, but I mean, for most of the preseason, um, you know, look, the only time Andy's really kept a third uh, quarterback was when Chad Henney had like the ankle injury. And so they kept him and Matt Moore and it was similar to what they're doing with Blake Bell here. They, they then moved Chad Henney to the IR. Uh, but typically since he's been here, Andy, uh, has not kept three quarterbacks, um, which is why how were, were you surprised that that's the way that this went this year? No, um, I think there was, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I think there was a lot more interest in him and I wouldn't be stunned if some teams called about him. And so I think that kind of probably led the Chiefs be like, you know, we're going to keep him for a little bit. Athletically, he's similar to Mahomes. Uh, throwing ability he's not even his ballpark obviously and like Bouchelle doesn't have enough zip on his out route so I mean that's you know you keep things inside the numbers he's fine um unless he's thrown back against the grain yeah he's got (laughs) you hope he doesn't do that he's not (laughs) I'm a homes in that way either um but you know like I mean he's a gamer whenever it comes time for a preseason game not very good in training camp practices right but neither was Chase Daniel and Chase Daniel was a gamer too in the moment. So, I mean, it's, it, I mean, they can keep him or whatever, but I mean, if, the, if they really need somebody to help them win like multiple games, cause Mahomes is gone for a while. I, they don't have that quarterback on the roster. Well, and that's why, I mean, I, they must really like what Chad Henney brings to film study and, and to um, helping uh, Patrick Mahomes, like, see the game, understand the game, get through the week of practice. Cause I, I mean, if, if otherwise, I don't know why you don't just save yourself the cap money um, and just go with Bouchelle. Cause the bottom line is, like you said, if, if Patrick Mahomes were to get hurt, then, you know, the chiefs aren't a playoff team anymore. I don't think um, with, with Chad Henney or Shane Bouchelle at quarterback. So I'm not sure that, that it matters much um that you have that you kept both of them around um you know maybe they think they can flip Shane Bouchelle for a draft pick at some point um you know or maybe he's just not quite ready 
to to be Pat's understudy in the way that Pat needs him to be, uh, which makes sense because he's never really played in an actual NFL game like Chad Henney has. But uh, it, it, it struck me as odd, especially when you see guys like uh, Doris Fountain or something like that get cut, you know, for somebody that is only going to be a break glass in case of emergency player. Right. And so that's, I'm not going to say I'm enamored with the quarterback position. Um, I mean, you'd, there's hope my homes doesn't get hurt. And I mean, you know, I'm not trying to speak that in existence. I just know yeah. I go through every scenario in my head and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that one. Cause you either need, you either need somebody uh, for Andy's offense. You need somebody that's accurate and will be smart with the ball, which I think they think Henny is, but Henny loves to check down a lot more than he used to. Um, and then Bichelle, more athletic in terms of Mahomes style, but not, not, not an awesome thrower by any means. And he's, he's got a ton of development still ahead of him. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, we'll see what they do moving forward. Uh, I, look, I, I will say this, um, you know, Andy and Matt Nagy know a lot more about uh, the quarterback position than I do. So um, same here, same here, <laughs> you know, so um, they want to keep Shane Bouchelle around. Like I'm not going to quibble over it, uh, you know, and like beat the table and say it's some huge mistake. That's going to hurt him uh, running back. I thought was interesting too, though. Um, you know, look, they were always going to keep Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Jarek McKinnon. I think Pacheco showed enough and he's their starting kick returner. So it's pretty clear he was going to be on uh, Michael Burton. You know, Andy loves his fullbacks and he plays a lot of special teams. Uh, Michael Burton was always safe. Ronald Jones sticking around. I think that's one of those decisions that tells you something about what the chiefs are hoping to do this season. Um, Cause I, I think we've seen enough of Clyde Edwards Hilaire to know that he's not a great between the tackles runner, right? Like he doesn't have the vision. Um, you know, he's better in space. You know, Jarek McKinnon is, is uh, you know, as we talked about is an ideal third down back, maybe even more, um, you know, for Andy Reed, um, if they're going to try to go to a bit more of a power run game, which when you look at the interior of their offensive line with Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, and Trey Smith, I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, I think that also suits the, the, you know, the, the skill sets that, that Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley as a natural guard have um, to play a little, you know, let them fire off, play a little bit of power run. Um, you might want more than one back to take a beating in the middle there, you know, so keeping Pacheco and Jones around, do you think that signals that there may be more of a power run aspect to this chiefs offense this year? I sure hope so. Otherwise <laughs> no point in Ronald Jones being on the roster. <laughs> like, I mean, look, they had a lot of success with it with Pacheco. You don't want to see Jones. them throwing swing routes to Ronald Jones. Yeah, <laughs> on not. Second down. And um, no, probably not. But no, I mean, look, I mean, that's, that's what Ronald Jones and that's where Pacheco really shined and kind of got in a rhythm. That's what those two guys are going to need. I mean, I don't know what Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to need. We'll find out like what he can do. Hopefully something as the season goes along and McKinnon, McKinnon can run their zones. He can run speed. He can run screen. So, I mean, the, the guy, each guy has their skill set. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I'm not going to be upset if there's a lot of quality running backs that got waived or released. Um, today on tuesday when we're taping this but like they're we'll see if they even want to bring him in but i, I for people that are getting upset about the chiefs keeping four running backs i'm telling you if you people how quickly people forget a chiefs running back season they run through right. four to five in a year like just their style of running they run through four to five in a year so i mean like I, that 
you know. And I think part of the calculus there is you've already got four guys who know the system. You've already got four guys who showed they can be productive. Um, you're going to probably need four guys at some point during the season. Um, you know, so why risk trying to sneak anybody through on waivers? Because I don't know that. And I, I don't think Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, or Clyde Edwards Solera could they could sneak any of those guys through, obviously, right? No, you're not so happening. Yeah. So and I and uh, you know, Ronald Jones, I, you know, who knows? Uh, but I don't have a problem with it again. Um, I, I think it's interesting. And I, and like I said, I hope that they that it does mean they're gonna play a little bit more power run game. I mean, granted, you know, I don't think Green Bay was exactly, you know, bringing their A game in that final preseason game, but the run game was a lot more effective. Um, and, and I think that Creed Humphrey and some of those, you know, Trey Smith. Uh, and the Joe Toonies of the world get a kick out of, uh, out of playing some of that power run up the, you know, um, you know, between the tackle stuff. So uh, that's something you and I talked about the chiefs needing to evolve and add that to the repertoire last year um, to avoid things like what happened against the Bengals. So if this is a sign that they're evolving in that way, I think it's a great sign. I'm not going to complain if they do it. Cause I want to see people <clears throat> get, <laughs> get their throats run down and get cough and cough. <laughs> Cause they're, they're getting, they're getting the uh, football ran down the throat. <laughs> I was going to yell, but I, 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 I know I you were gearing up for it. <laughs> yeah. It didn't work out. I apologize. I like, but... Oh man. Oh no. Uh, Nick's going to be on the pup list for the rest of the, of the podcast. No, I'll be fine. I'm just not going to yell. It's not going to work out. I was a little bit surprised. They only kept five receivers. I mean, we knew that they were going to keep, McCall uh, Hardman, Sky Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Justin Watson. I think we've known since OTAs, those five guys were on the roster. I expected them to keep a sixth guy, um, and I thought it was going to be Darius Fountain. Um, you know, um, obviously they had other ideas, or do you think this is one of those positions where they might have another IR move coming in some way, shape, or form, or they, you know, they might be hoping to bring Fountain back uh, on the practice squad? I don't know if Fountain will or won't be back. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, he, he provides special teams help for them, and he can be a gunner for them. So, I mean, he, he's capable of doing all that um, in, in terms of special teams, being a four-phase special teams guy for him. So, in that regard, there's definitely a possibility for him to be back at some point. But the guy that I'm kind of keeping in, in my mind is Malik Herring. If maybe he's a guy who goes to IR for a while, and that's why he's on right, the roster Blake. right now. Yep. Um, and, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about more of the D-line later, and I'll, I'll get into another player who I, I'm surprised is on the roster. But oh, Both of us, geez. But anyways, uh, enough about that. But, you yeah, know, in terms of receiver, I, I personally think they anticipated keeping six guys, but I think whenever they had to do some number gymnastics and stuff like that and how this was going to work, who could clear, who wouldn't clear, and the fact that you're going to keep a quarterback, additional quarterback and additional running back, unlike what people – some people projected. I think they got to a point where they're like, "All right, we're we're gonna have to do this for now. We may change it up here in a little bit, but for now, we got to go with these five for week one." Well, and I think the other thing is that was a position of depth. I think like if they end up needing another wide receiver, chances are, Darius Fountain, Corey Coleman, Josh Gordon, one of those guys is going to be available, and you're going to be able to bring one of them back, um, you know, or or somebody else who got cut, right? Like, I mean, I think. I don't think there's a shortage of, of, of decent options for a six receiver if you need one. So 
maybe that was part of the calculation too, that they like their chances of being able to get one of those guys on the practice squad at minimum um, and have that insurance policy sitting there. Like you said, while protecting somebody else from, you know, exposure to the waiver wire. Yeah. Yep. It'll be interesting. The other position I think will be interesting, not because of who they kept. I think, I mean, they kept Blake Bell, Jody Fortson, Noah Gray, Travis Kelsey last year. So it's no surprise they did it again, especially uh, with as good as Fortson has looked and, and the progress Noah Gray's made. Um, you know, I mean, obviously we've already talked about Blake Bell going to the IR. So I guess the question is, do you see tight end being a position where, um, you know, maybe they try to, I don't think they're going to churn the roster there. I don't think they're going to cut either one of the three guys, but is that a position where, they could add Kendall Blanton or somebody like that. Or do you think that was just for uh, wanting to get a look at him during training camp and that that ship's probably sailed as far as the 53 man roster? Yeah, I know. I don't know if it's sailed or not because maybe it, it, I mean, they'll have to see who, if anybody tries to pick him up on waivers to block the chiefs this time or not. Um, but I mean, he would provide more of a blocking style tight end for him. Him and Anthony and Claire out there from uh, who got, released as a vested veteran by the Texans today. Those are two of the better blocking tight ends that are out there. I mean, it's a good local story with Blanton being from Blue Spring South in Missouri. So, I mean, there'll be a lot of local support for him. It wouldn't, it would have been, it would have been nice if Washington had just left things alone. That would have been super cool. Um, you know, cause I mean, they right. wave him like a week later, like I'm okay. Then that was uh, apparently you just wanted a camp body for a week to try out. So cool. Good job there, Washington. Um, but no, I mean, I, I would I would be intrigued to see if he could be on the practice squad in some capacity. But I think if he comes in here, it is as a blocking tight end. But there are there is another tight end that uh, is the apple in my eye out there that I would love to see on the practice squad. Zach Davidson? Yes, from Central Missouri. <laughs> he, athletically, he's got a lot of Travis Kelsey in him, and that may compete against Noah Gray. So the Chiefs may not be interested in that, but – I'm not against having another tight end on the practice squad that can work in the system and scheme. By the way, the commanders kept five wide receivers um, and two of them being rookies. I, I I'm eternally confused and personally offended that they brought Kendall Blanton in the way that they did um, just to mess around with them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's more likely though, that if they're going to break, if they're, if they are going to try to churn some stuff on the roster, I think it's probably going to come on the offensive line. Right. I mean, you've got your starting sure five. Hope so. Sure. Hope so. Right. You've got your starting five. <clears throat> I, I think I like Garen, uh, Jaron Christian more than you do as a swing tackle, as a veteran guy who who's played, he's, he strikes me as a Mike Rimmers type that I think could rise to the occasion, um, you know, in spot duty, if you need him. I'm okay with that. Yeah, they they love Prince Tega Winogo. He he probably won't be. He'll probably be one of the 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 regular. Uh, or there's a chance he'll be one of the regular inactives, um, as he was uh, in years past. But um, they clearly like uh, him and, and thought he was worth keeping around. Um, uh, Nick Allegretti provides depth on the interior, and then they kept Darian Kennard over over Austin Ryder. Um, over, you know, some other guys, um, you know, that, that, I don't know, maybe, um, had better camps than Darian Kennard. So what did you make of that? Cause the first thing I thought was since they don't really have anybody to back up the interior other than Allegretti, 
are they keeping him for developmental depth that on the interior and like scrapping the right tackle idea since they kept two other tackles? Like what's going on? I think that's the question. A lot of people are going to be asking for the next couple of weeks. Um, I, I, now here's what I I'd will love say. to. I'd love to ask Brett Veach. Maybe I'll come up tomorrow. <laughs> I will. Todd, if you take my question away in the presser, <laughs> I'm not going to be happy with you. Um, with Kennard, this is just my personal opinion on this. I do not know this to be fact, just from the vibe I've gotten from uh, from his interviews. And I, I think I asked him a couple of questions whenever they did a Zoom when he got drafted. Um, he's the type that strikes me as if he if he got waived, he may not come back. <laughs> like he may go explore a new opportunity and new team. So I mean, you kind of you do have to kind of weigh that risk. If you think there is something worth developing there. And like you said, he is capable of playing guard. So it'll be interesting to see if it, how that all shakes out. But yeah, like uh, Prince, I mean, we'll see. There's there's some tackle options out there that I'm yeah. intrigued to see if the Chiefs uh, go make a play for and waiver claim or try to put on a practice squad and and if they do, then, you know, like, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be against it. There's, there's opportunities out there along the offensive line. If the Chiefs want to get a really good backup center from the Cowboys and then Strummer, if they want to go get um, uh, RVD, as I like to, as I like to Ryan call Ryan Van Denmark. Yeah, RVD sounds cooler, though. Um, <laughs> like, the, when the Colts waved him today, I was like, okay, well, I mean, if I'm the Chiefs, that's one of the first waiver claims I make because you had him in here. And, like, I mean – his tape yeah. was really promising and he, yeah. he could truly be a developmental tackle. He was a big tackle out of UConn that, that I liked And Kellen Deesh is another one from Arizona state that, you know, depending on how they feel about him. Um, and, and he might be a guy that, you know, who knows, maybe, you know, the problem the chiefs are going to face in this situation though, is that they're so low on the waiver wire. Yeah. They're at 30. It's going to be hard for anybody to actually get, to them that is a truly quality prospect. I think this is not going to be like the year that they, you know, that, that, um, you know, John, you know, turned over like 12 guys. Cause they were the, you know, they had the number one waiver claim spot. I just, that, I just don't see that happening at all this time around I, just because they're not going to be able to get those guys to them to claim them. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Um, is Kennard a guy like, so, I mean, you know, if you're going to add somebody like it, it, Van Denmark, I mean, who are you, are you, are you dropping Prince, take a Winogo or yeah, Prince, dropping Kennard? Like Prince is the first one I would, I would uh, swap out, but I personally would be against swapping out with Kennard, but I, since he made this roster, I, I fully expect the chiefs to kind of keep him for a while, but you know, maybe they throw me a curveball. I don't know about. And, you know, the, the thing that struck me was maybe they, you know, they talked about wanting to try him out at right tackle and they brought him in and maybe they got his hopes up and then they realized yeah, he can't play right tackle. And now trying to walk it back. Um, it, Cause a lot of people thought his, he was going to be a guard in the league anyway. Right. There weren't a lot of people that were projecting him right. as a tackle prospect. So maybe they're having to walk that back and they're hoping, Hey, if we give him a season and we can convince him, listen, man, like you go out there and you attack it like Trey Smith, you go out there and attack it like Joe Tooney, you're going to get your money down the road. If you can go out there and prove it, like you don't need to be a tackle, even though tackles the sexier, sexiest spot on the, on the offensive line, you don't need to be a tackle to get paid. 
um, and handsomely. So maybe maybe that's part of the calculation is that they think Kennard can really be a, a quality guard, um, you know, but now they've got to try to convince him that that's the case. So it's certainly possible, Todd. I can't discount any of it, but it's absolutely I had him. I had him project. I had him projected as a guard. They gave him an opportunity to right tackle. It didn't work out, so we'll see. And he's still on the roster, which tells me that he's going to be a guard. <laughs> Anything's possible, Todd. Um, all right, moving on to the to the defense. Were you surprised they only kept four defensive tackles? Chris Jones, Derek Noddy, uh, my boy Colin Saunders, who there was never a doubt he was making the roster, and Tershawn Wharton. Um, you know, I mean, I think the, the surprising one there was Shelton, right? Like, do you see a universe in which Danny Shelton is back on this roster, or do you think he's uh, – packing his bags and going to Jacksonville. <laughs> well, I think there's a universe where he better be back on this roster <laughs> before week one. Cause I, I'm, I'm going to say this in blunt way I can right now. I'm genuinely concerned about the run defense of Danny Shelton's not a part of it. Like <clears throat> there's a reason they brought him in because they were getting worked. They were getting worked there up, up there at training camp and part early in the preseason. So Danny Shelton needs to be on this roster as that space eating one tech on there. I understand Derek and I, he's been on the roster and he's strong, but he can't do it all on his own. It's got to be a rotation to keep it fresh. And Shelton's that guy. Saunders, guess what? Kept getting turned in that Packers game against backups. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, that's just, I mean, Saunders is a pass rushing defensive tackle. That's what that guy is. You want to rotate him in as a one tech on pass downs, or you want to rotate him as a three tech on pass downs. That's what, that's what Saunders can do. So if I was in the Chiefs' shoes, I would have kept five and Shelton would have been a part of it. But if they don't bring Shelton back, and they start getting gashed during the season in the run game, I'm going to point to that and be like, that's why. You had your chance to do it. You didn't do it. So we'll see. So right now I'm still giving hope for it, but there will be some sternness down the road in this tone if it doesn't work out that way. Well, and the good news is he is one of the vested veterans. So there's there's no, you know, if they've already communicated something to him about their plans on IR, you know, it's well known what's happening with Elijah Lee because he's tweeted about it. If they've got something in the works with with Danny Shelton, that it's maybe hasn't been reported yet. But that it doesn't mean that that he that, that there's no chance he comes back or maybe they you know, maybe they pick through the waiver wire and they're looking for that help somewhere else. All I can say is when stuff gets leaked by leak source, leak source, very popular um, when the stuff gets leaked by leak source. You can tell by how they phrase it if that person has a chance of coming back or not. Because if they say if they say something like, "Oh, they did this and this this season, there were this and this," you know, give some character traits on them if they want national reporters put out there, then you know, all right, they they're going to be going somewhere else. Right, they're but, trying to build the case. The, the agent's trying to build the case. Yeah, but I never, Todd, I never used a name. I just said whoever. Come <laughs> on, man. Mom. Could be his mom. Work with me. Um. <laughs> But if if they if they don't say anything and there's radio silence sometimes, like you know, I'm like, yeah, there's definitely a chance. Yeah. Um, the interesting one I thought was defensive end. I I thought they would keep Malik Herring. Um I think you went back and forth on whether they would keep Herring or or Kando as a as a as a you know special teams guy and developmental end. There is not a scenario uh, that I ever considered where they kept both those guys. Yet here they are. Here, here you are. The Chiefs 53 men roster includes Clark, Dana, Dunlap, 
George Karloftis, and then also Malik Herring and Josh Kane. I was floored when I saw that, honestly. I had a feeling after a little bit. I was like, uh, I was like, all right, I'm not seeing the name. They're going to be on this roster. Right. And then when I, and- right. Like, I, I expected the Kane does name to be out there early today. It's being cut. I got to be honest. <laughs> I'm telling you, a, a big athletic defensive end like that, that, that can play special teams. They here, here's the reality, man. If you look at the snap count thing I put out over the weekend, each yeah. one of them had more than a hundred snaps, and they did almost absolutely nothing with them. Yes, <laughs> like even the sack that Kando had was because two other guys forced him up into the pocket. I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I have just, you've been at camp more than I have over the last few years, the last two summers, but. I can count on zero hands the number of times Josh I've been like, man, Josh Kando has star potential at a practice or during a preseason game. I just, I just, I don't see it. I just don't see it. The reason I had them on my original ones, cause I knew they weren't going to be able to quit them on special teams athletically. And then I put Aaron on there cause how quick his hands were that second time. And then, and then the third time, I think I finally was like, ah, right, no, nah, we ain't doing this. Yeah. I'll go with nine. And then, and then, you know, they, like you said, they kept both of them. And I'm like, look, I was like, neither's really show me they can rush a passer. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's, there's a chance Harry may end up on IR so they can come back this season after three o'clock uh, on Wednesday. We'll see if that ends up being the case. I, I'm mentally preparing for that to be the case. And I don't know. There's a couple, there's a couple, Couple of guys out there that I think could be quality edge rushers for him. That I'm hoping the Chiefs make a play for if it if it opportunity arises that got waived that I put on my list on Twitter. But um, dream scenario: who 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 replaces Josh Kando on this roster for you? Uh, um, well, first off, Danny Shelton. <laughs> That's okay. number one. Yeah. Um, if I if I couldn't have Danny Shelton, I know. I know people aren't may not see it the way that I do on this, but man, Jesse Jesse Luta with the uh, with the Cardinals, he was a hybrid linebacker, defensive end, had such such speed around the corner when he rushed and the way he could kind of blitz and the way he could help as a pass rusher. I just there's there was a lot there that I would have loved to have seen in the Chiefs system try to work from his get off and his speed that I I would really. I would love to see if they're trying to find somebody that I think has some athletic upside. That's, that's a dude that has, has some serious athletic upside. Yeah. I, I, I was just surprised. I mean, look, I know that Mike Dana can reduce inside and play some tackle, but he doesn't fill the same role that, you know, a Danny Shelton does just eating up blocks and allowing Chris Jones and the ends to do work and, you know, creating alleys for the linebackers. And that's just not what Mike Dana is going to be in that spot. And, and, you know, like you said, that's not what that defensive line needs. Um, I was not surprised that they kept 10 to, uh, defensive linemen. I was very surprised at the mix of those 10. Um, but yeah, anyway, moving on to the linebacker, you mentioned, you know, I mean, Leo Chanel is a guy who I think can also look, he can help the pass rush, um, you know, because of the ways that he can be used in his skill set. So uh, he's one of those guys that, helps take the pressure off so that all the production doesn't have to come from the front four. Um, and, and obviously that's going to be his role with Nick Bolton and Willie Gay being the, the, the three down linebackers. 
and then Darius Harris providing some depth and special teams play. And then Elijah Lee, obviously coming in on, on rundowns, being your strong side and your base to the extent that they're, you know, teams play base. Uh, as I think base is almost a miss Nichols kind of become base. I almost consider the, the traditional four, three, more of a sub package these days, but uh, Elijah Lee obviously has a role on special teams as well. So I think those are going to be the five linebackers moving forward. I think that's a solid group for the chiefs. Yeah. And there's a couple of guys that are out there that I, I wouldn't be upset about if the chiefs put a, either put a claim on or snuck them on a practice squad. Yeah, Dorian O'Daniel. No, that was not one of them. No. Ben Neiman. Nope. <laughs> Still not it. <laughs> okay. You don't want to tell me. I get it. I just, I wanted to make sure your mentions didn't, uh, I don't want any drop off in your mentions this year. Oh, I mean, I'd, is, I'd appreciate that drop off. Is there, is there anybody that you can already see on the, I mean, other than Orlando Brown jr. Who's going to be in your men, up and down in your mentions this, this season. Um, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. I'm expecting at some point I, I, if the receivers aren't on, if a couple of receivers aren't on the same page with Mahomes, with the D passes and stuff like that, then. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, there's another guy. He was wearing a slime hat the other day. Number seventeen. If the I could see people ask me questions about that, if that ends up turning, hopefully it doesn't. But yes, I think that's that's going to be part of it. And then if if there's problems with the run game, like why don't they have one tech that can stop the run? Right. <laughs> um, and why are the rookies struggling at corner? That could be another one down the road if that ends up happening for a handful of weeks. Yeah, but I mean, who? Who got cut at cornerback that you're like, well, he was clearly better than a rookie would be at this. Like, there's nobody that I'm, I'm like, I'm like, ah, they were clearly, you know, that was a mistake to keep them over one of these rookies. Like, right. Um, the secondary, I thought, was one of the few places where there weren't. I mean, obviously specialists. They didn't even bring anybody into camp to challenge right. Tommy Towns and James Winchester and Harrison Bucker. So that was never going to be an issue. But I honestly thought by the time we got to the third preseason game, um, all that did was confirm who I thought the 10 guys were going to be. The only question was, were they going to try to squeeze Nazi Johnson uh, on the roster somehow? But when Dave Tobe came out and, and anointed Chris Lamont's the team's best gunner, it was like, well, I don't think Johnson has a spot anymore because um, he, he's been clearly passed by Jalen Watson. And I think Tobe's going to pound the table for Lamont's, and, and that's a wrap because Rashad Fenton, Trent McDuffie, Lajarius Sneed, and Joshua Williams, I think, were clearly your four best. Uh, well, I, like I don't know. I mean, maybe Jalen Watson some days had a case over Joshua Williams, even. Uh, but though I, I mean, I, I I was not surprised with the way the secondary shook out at all. No, not at all. Dion Bush will be a star for him in the secondary, and Brian Cook's going to play a lot more special teams than he did in preseason. Is he played a lot there too? Like you said, Joshua Williams, probably see a lot of special teams. Um, Lamont's better see a ton of special teams. Right. Be, oh, he'll be the market. He's got to be, he got to be the, he's got to be the Marcus Kemp making some big plays as a gunner, you know, in key situations. Yeah. So we'll see in that regard. And then we'll see with Jalen. I think Jalen Watson will have a lot of special team snaps. Yeah. And I think the linebackers, the backup linebackers, Chanel and, uh, and depending on Darius Elijah Harris. Lee or Darius Harris, depending how the Chiefs want to do their, front three there there's there's going to be a lot of special teams played in those spots too well and i think i think they want to protect darius harris a little bit because he's the backup for bolton at the middle linebacker spot yeah. um and so 
Uh, you do you, you don't want to lose your defensive play, but you know, you don't want to risk having your defensive play callers go down. Um, although I think a guy like Justin Reed, um, could step up and fill that role if they needed to. Um, and you'd hope that somebody like Willie Gay might be able to, to pitch in if needed as well. Well, and they've also got the, they had Leo test out the green dot as well recently. So that know, one makes me more nervous, Nick. <laughs> Well, you got to learn somehow, man. Start you swimming. thought Nick Bolton was bad in coverage last year. Start swimming. <laughs> yeah, you thought, I, I could see uh, a lot of Ben Neiman-like complaints about Leo Chanel's pass coverage if they put him in that spot. Start swimming. <laughs> um, all right, anything else you want to add? No, I mean, that's for the most part. Like, we'll see what the roster does. I don't think anything is 100% set in stone right now, so – We'll see what the Chiefs end up doing if they make any make a couple adjustments here or there, and then I'll uh, you know we'll go from there, and then we can start talking about Arizona. Most likely position that they that they add somebody is it offensive line in your mind? Offensive lines where I'm mentally preparing for. Um, I will not be upset if it's defensive line as well, and it wouldn't stun me if there was a if they really wanted a blocking tight end like if Blanton was that guy or. If they get a running back, I think the running back's more for practice squad, personally. Like, I, I think there could be a new fresh running back on practice squad. And they maybe usually a keep new, somebody there, right? Maybe a new fresh receiver on practice squad that I'm hoping for. But I think they'll break my heart again and not bring him in. Like, you know, Devin Zigbo is still out there yet again. And they're <laughs> like, nope, we're not going to do it. Um, but but I will say, dude, like Tyler Tyler Goodson from the Packers is out there. He ran so hard. Patrick Taylor. And those dudes tore it up against the Chiefs. And, like, I would not be upset if they were on a Chiefs roster. But the full list I have is on Twitter. Um, so if you want At to check Jacob71 on the Twitter decks. Yeah, and by the time you listen to this, they may all be gone. So I apologize <laughs> if you didn't listen to it at that point. But yeah. just know. listen to it Wednesday morning, this is your fault. Exactly, Todd. Yep, you nailed it right there. But, yeah, no, I and, and the guys I put on there, like, I mean – Alec Lindstrom, like I talked about, the center from Cowboys, he'd be great here, but I think he's going to get picked up by somebody. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. like okay. James yeah. Envy from the offensive guard from the Cowboys. I think he's going to get picked up. Tyler Beatty, I think, will get picked up somewhere. But if he doesn't, he would be great in the in the Chiefs practice squad. And I already talked about Jesse. And then uh, uh, Oben Eze, the, 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 um, the offensive tackle from the Lions that's been featured on Hard Knocks, like – that dude's a really good developmental tackle I wouldn't be against. Tyler Goodson, I'd love to see on the Chiefs squad. And then, like you said, Ryan, Ryan RVD, as I like to call him. Um, I'd love to see him on the Chiefs squad. Love to see Alex Leatherwood on the Chiefs squad somewhere. Not with that contract, but, you know, right, right. somewhere. Well, the good news is you don't have to worry about a waiver claim on him. So uh, he will be free to sign with anyone. In an ideal world, yes, but there may be somebody that's like, you know, we're willing to pay that. We got a lot of cap space. We'll do it. So I can't discount that. And then obviously, Egbule, the linebacker that was with the Chargers, really loved him coming out of college. He'd be fun to see on the Chiefs. We already talked about Zach Davidson, Jermichael Hasty's a guy, Blanton, we talked about. And then, uh, I, dude, I'm telling you, I, I, if the Chiefs get him, I will do cartwheels, the wide receiver, uh, Kiki Cutie, that was with the Curtay when I was with um, the Texans and he was yep. with the Colts recently, like he got waived last year at some point. And I know I was hoping the chiefs would get him. He could be a good slot receiver for the chiefs. I'd like to see him work in the practice squad, but a lot of these guys were naming off like the, they would be great practice squad candidates on top of some of the other guys the chiefs had on their roster. But in the chiefs minds that I think there's a handful of guys 
they're going to take from the offensive line and put on the practice squad that, that the Chiefs will end up working with in that regard. So I think it'll have a lot more offensive linemen than typical. I think it'll at minimum have three, if not five, on the practice squad in terms of offensive line. What about Garrett Prince, the Shawnee Mission Northwest tight end from UAB, who uh, um, he was also cut? I mean, I wouldn't be against it on practice squad, but I have a special place in my heart for a fellow mule, Zach Davidson. No, you and I both love that guy. Uh, he, he looked like a, a Kelsey Jr. coming out. Um, and uh, I think you and I were both disappointed when the Vikings snagged him in the late rounds. Heck yeah, I was. In the 2021 draft. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would not mind if, uh, if, if uh, listen, bring him in, see if he can uh, pick Travis Kelsey's brain and, and has the bandwidth to try to learn how Travis Kelsey does his craft. Because I'm telling you, Travis Kelsey may go down as the greatest tight end in NFL history. Um, certainly the most productive, one of the most athletic. Um, and if you could get a guy who could even be like 73% of that, like that would probably be a very good player in the NFL. That's a <laughs> you know super I mean? specific number, Todd. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying like, you know, he could be a C student, even a C minus student under Kelsey's tutelage. And I still think that, uh, you know, an average guy compared to the best to ever do it would still be a passable NFL player. Hey man, C's will get you degrees. True story. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cookie monster, uh, grading scale there. So, all right. Hey, I got nothing else. Um, unless, uh, we want to review top gun Maverick or something like that. You know, no, I'm good. Too, I'm three good. months too late. I finally no. saw it with my kids. So yeah, Yay no, I'm me. good. I'm good. Okay. Okay. I'll bid you adieu, Don. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care, kids.